Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kerr. Today's poem is by Richard Wilbur, an American poet. And if you've been listening for a while, you know by now one of my very favorites. He was the Poet Laureate in 1987, and he received the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry in 1957 and in 1989. The poem that I'm going to read today is called Crow's Nests. This is how it goes. That lofty stand of trees beyond the field, which in the storms of summer stood revealed as a great fleet of galleons, bound our way across a moiled expanse of tossing hay, full-rigged and swift, and to the topmost sail, taking their fill and pleasure of the gale. Now, in this leafless time, our ships no more, though it would not be hard to take them for a roadstead full of naked mast and spar, in which we see now where the crow's nests are. <laughs> I once heard Richard Wilbur say that this is a factual poem, that this is a poem about a simple fact, by which he meant that crow's nests just live in the top of trees. And one of the things that I love about Wilbur is that for all of his formal pursuits, experimental or otherwise, for all of the complicated images that he offers us and, and the rich language and the, the varying syntaxes and all the different things that he puts into his poems, at the core of so much of his work is something like this, an image which captures his imagination and which he makes more profound, uh, more, I was going to say more meaningful, I don't think that's per perhaps the right word, but which he makes more um, universal, which he makes more um, spiritual, I guess, in a way. So we have this image of crow's nests in the trees, the trees in fall where the, where the, that no longer have leaves on them. And he takes this, this image and offers us a surprising image. You know, lots of people have seen nests up in trees and there's some kind of a haunting image that comes out of it something out of sleepy hollow or something like that but the idea of a crow's nest in a ship is is surprising and yet obvious at the same time when you when you uh, when you hear it broken out in the poem for us and given to us it's like oh, man i should have thought of that or that makes so much sense and yet as the poem is being you know given to you as you're reading it or hearing it or whatever you know however you're experiencing it it's surprising how much it works um and part of that is just because Richard Wilbur has so much skill. Um, I love the concept of he's walking across this field, right? There's, there's an action. And, and while he's walking, while he's moving, this image comes to his mind. I once read, I think it was in a Norton anthology, that Wilbur was interested not in like the long, complicated poem, but in the single, the single perfect poem, I think is the phrase. He wasn't writing long narrative poems very often. He wasn't creating extended dramatic sequences. He was looking for the single perfect poem. And I think this is the kind of poem which, you know, in, what is it, 10 lines is so precise that it, that it nears sort of that perfect poem concept that he was after, even if it's not um, perhaps his most uh, thematically complicated poem, you know, even if there's perhaps not on the surface as much to chew on. There's a lot to linger in in this poem. It's the kind of image and the kind of poem that can stay with you for your whole life and be increasingly meaningful, I think. And one of the reasons I think he manages to do that is because there's a progressive image here. So the first part of the poem is about how back in the summertime they'd walked along and the, the forest looked like trees that were, you know, dancing in the wind in a sense. The, the, the sails were 
were at full mast and, and they were plowing through them like great warships or something like that. But now, without the leaves, the ships are gone. They're just dead ships. They're, they're ships that are taken out of commission. And it's just, and all you see is the crow's nest where a man used to stand and, and look for, look, call land ho or shout out for enemies or look for whales or whatever it was. And so in that way, it's quite haunting. And that's, that's why this image can, can stick with you for so long and why, you know, it doesn't have to be a long narrative poem to be precise and to really play on your imagination and to offer you a lot to think about and chew on. So one more time, here is Crow's Nests by Richard Wilbur. That lofty stand of trees beyond the field, which in the storms of summer stood revealed as a great fleet of galleons bound our way across some wild expanse of tossing hay, full-rigged and swift, and to the topmost sail, taking their fill and pleasure of the gale. Now, in this leafless time, our ships no more, though it would not be hard to take them for a roadstead full of naked mast and spar, in which we see now where the crow's nests are. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.